Welcome to the podcast on Encountering the Word. It's your moment to encounter the Word of God on a deeper level. Now we have our host Cleophas David who will lead us into that experience. We're going to be reading from Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 1. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord has led you. These 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. And your foot did not swell these 40 years, sorry, by which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall command, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God, even of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land a land of brooks of water of fountain and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley of wines and figs and trees and pomegranates a land of olive trees and honey a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied then your heart be lifted up and you forget the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty grounds where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you, to do you good in the end. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to his fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. 
like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord so um Moses is commanding the children of Israel to remember what the Lord has done for them and to remember his commandments and he says you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land so so what is the key to really um live grow and multiply and possess the land it is to observe the commands of the lord it is to observe the voice of the lord it's to abide in the word of the lord it is only when you learn how to um you know carefully observe the commandments of the lord that you can live multiply and possess the land amen so it's it's the same principle uh, even in our land that we live in that that god wants us to observe and to watch and to wait in his presence more and more and that is how we can uh, grow multiply and possess the land and he says you shall remember the whole way the lord god has led you see sometimes we forget what god has done for us in the past um because we are human beings we live in the present and uh we seldom think about how god has brought us out of the darkness how god has brought us out of all you know the struggles and uh, the pain that we had in the past the enemy always makes you remember the past sometimes but he doesn't cause you to remember how god brought you out of it it is the holy spirit who makes you remember uh, sometimes people will come and say oh you don't know how much darkness i was in i used to do drugs i used to be in alcohol i used to uh, do this sin that sin but it is important that you remember how the lord led you out of that darkness and brought you into the light amen even in that dark uh, times that you were in even in that dark uh, phase that you were in your life the lord led you hallelujah just like he led the people out of egypt he led you out of darkness you could not have come into the light if god had not entered into your darkness let me say that again you could not have come into the light if god had not entered into your darkness because the scripture says that a great light has shone upon them who's walking in darkness isaiah 9 so you were walking in darkness and a great light shined into your darkness and brought you out of darkness into the light so so you must know how great a god he is hallelujah god sent a moses moses was a god to the people of israel and egypt that's what the bible says in exodus chapter 3 i make you a god to the people and aaron shall be your prophet so the lord personally came and pulled us out and he brought us out so you must be thankful we must be thankful and that is how we can uh grow and multiply 
a heart of remembrance um knowing the past knowing the history of god in our lives remembering what god did for us all these years is key for us to grow and multiply because without a heart of thankfulness nobody multiplies we see in the scriptures that jesus was thankful for the five loaves and two fish that was there in that meeting which that boy had brought the thankfulness of jesus to the father multiplied the food for the multitudes amen so uh, be a thankful people uh, the moment we start murmuring the moment we start complaining we start rebelling we have uh, closed the door for multiplication because the kingdom principles are very uh, you know consistent they 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 operate in a certain way when we start to thank and we start to remember and we are grateful to the lord and we we talk about what god has done for us that talk that prayer opens the door for us to begin to see multiplication and blessing and overflow in our lives amen so that's what moses is actually telling the people saying you shall remember the whole way the lord your god has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you do you know what kind of leading that was that's what the scripture says here that he if you just jump down to verse number uh 15 of the same chapter he it says who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness so it was not an easy wilderness okay he led them through what the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions so for 40 years there was fiery serpents and scorpions in the wilderness and every time they would walk through the wilderness they would see these fiery serpents and scorpions and god would protect them every day so it's like they had children okay and they had families and not one serpent or scorpion was able to bite any of the israelites hallelujah that is the power of god's protection he led them through the great and terrifying wilderness just imagine you get up and you walk on manaswari road and there are like 100 scorpions or you know you walk in the streets of ambarnath or or, or uh, jammu kashmir you know there is like serpents and scorpions everywhere and you won't even step out of your house because it's like man it's like hell out there but the lord led them through the wilderness that was full of fiery serpents and scorpions so if not for god they would have been struck dead in the wilderness so that is how risky that walk was and the ground was thirsty and thirsty ground where there was no water so there was no water in the wilderness where do you find water in the wilderness the wilderness is a dry place so he brought water out of the flinty rock and he fed them with manna in the wilderness 
that your fathers did not know so they had no food when they went into the wilderness they had no water but food fell from heaven every day every day manna would fall from heaven in the wilderness every day water would come out of the rocks so it was a supernatural walk for 40 years don't tell me there were no miracles in the wilderness it is in the wilderness that the israelites saw more miracles than when they came into the promised land because in the promised land everything was available so the purpose of the lord putting them in the wilderness is revealed right in this chapter so let's just read that in verse 2 and you shall remember the whole way the lord your god has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you testing you to know what was in your heart hmm that's interesting isn't it so it is not that the lord just calls you to experience the promise but on the way to your promise he humbles you he tests you to see what is in your heart because you know why the human heart is one of the most deceiving hearts that's what the book of proverbs says the heart is the most deceptive so he humbles us and tests us to see what kind of faith we actually have or what is there in our heart if you want to know what is in a person's heart unless he is humble unless he is tested let me give you an example if you want to really bring out the pure gold out of the gold it has to go through the fire until then you will not know what is the most purest form of gold that is there and when you've survived the test and you're still praising god when you've survived the test and you're still holding on to your testimony when you've survived the fire and you're still preaching the gospel you're still proclaiming to people you're still having faith that is what counts before god amen so what you do before the test may not count but what you do after the test what you do after you've gone through the fire is what counts before the lord so that's what he's saying testing you to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or no hallelujah so you see the god that we serve we 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 sometimes take him for granted i'm very sorry to say that the church has taken the lord that we serve for granted he is the god who has led us out and he has every right to test us he has every right to humble us one brother came to my spiritual father pastor shaidu and said uh, please pray for me that i would be humble and he sent him back saying uh, i will not pray for this god has a thousand ways to humble you go go your prayer is answered 
so <laughs> uh, it's a very dangerous prayer to make sometimes when you say lord please humble me because god has a thousand ways to humble you and even if you don't ask if you are called and chosen by god he has every right to test us test my heart lord and see what is good in me it says when you put through the fire that all the impurities come out it is when you put through the fire that all your frustrations and all your you know uh, uh, frailties and your you're so fragile inside your weakness is exposed and and when god begins to show you who you are and this is who you are then you begin to thank god more saying god thank you that you have saved me thank you that you have covered me i thank you so having been put through the test you still keep the commandments and he humbled you and let you hunger oh my god he purposely humbled them and he let them hunger hmm you don't want that kind of treatment from god do you is a god no please feed me every day i cannot survive without food but what did he do with the israelites he he let them hunger and then fed them with manna so just because he's just because he's going to let you hunger doesn't mean he's not going to feed you but in the process of you being hungry you become dependent on god amen now if you translate this into the spiritual aspect sometimes god lets you go dry for a season so that you can call on him so you can depend on him so that you can walk after him you can praise him you can press into his presence you can call upon him because you realize that there is something dry around me there is a hunger in you for his presence there is a hunger and thirst in you saying lord i need more of you i need more of you See, sometimes he draws away from you so that you can draw closer to him. He's a hiding God. He he loves to hide. I'm telling you, the Lord that we serve loves to hide. And it is only those diligent, consistent, persistent lovers of God that bring him out of the hiding. And he he withdraws his presence sometimes so that you can go after him more and more. Hallelujah. So that's how he works with us. you must understand that and he let them hunger and then fed them with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the lord familiar verse isn't it jesus quoted these verses in the new testament when he was tempted by the devil so he showed them that by being hungry by being thirsty it is only a place where you become more dependent on him for his presence and and you call on him and he then begins to feed you and he begins to show you that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of god 
so the manna that fell from heaven oh jesus please receive this it was not just manna just dropping out of heaven but that manna was coming from the mouth of god that is what moses is saying here. he's saying which you did not know nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of god so the word of god came from heaven but as it translated into the natural realm it became manna so that manna came from the mouth of the lord hallelujah that manna fell from heaven from the mouth of the lord and it came and it fed the people in the wilderness your clothing did not wear out well wow, this is the most miraculous thing how you wish that you can live like that amen we spend so much every year on clothing right as christians we love clothing we love shoes we love jewelry we love all these things and here the people of israel they wore the same clothing for 40 years and your clothing did not wear out on you and your foot did not swell these 40 years hallelujah so no clothing uh they did not they did not have to buy new clothes no new shoes it was just perfect for them for 40 years it's a miracle it's a miracle amen know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son the lord your god disciplines you whom he loves he chastises whom he loves he disciplines so it is better that we go through the disciplining of the lord on this earth because the more he disciplines us the better and greater the chance of us making it to heaven amen because people are running after you know like saying grace 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 and then they end up becoming disgrace but the more we are disciplined i believe in grace the grace of god empowers us to live a life free of sin and god being a father disciplines us disciplines us he loves to discipline Let me give you an understanding on discipline. When my child is a baby, the baby doesn't understand discipline. So we pamper the baby, we pamper the child. We we love to, you know, uh give everything that the child needs. So the first 5-6 years till the child comes to a place of understanding, we as parents we give everything that the child needs we pamper we bless we do everything but after a certain time when the child comes to a state of understanding what is good what is bad and everything then even the parent begins to change their approach in dealing with the child the level of 
pampering and uh, you know making the, making them have the level of pampering and you know uh, helping them to have everything they need reduces now the parents begin to teach the child certain things and that's when it gets a bit difficult man that's when it gets a bit difficult um for example when um my daughter says or asks for ice cream now and uh, i would just go and buy the ice cream for her and just give it to her but let's say she's 4 years elder and she's now 8 or 9 and she's in a better place of understanding then the same girl or the same daughter who comes and asks me for ice cream now i'm not running to the shop and buying the ice cream but now i'm in a place to teach her about the harmful effects of eating the ice cream say why ice cream is not good for you i'm able to teach her discipline i don't know if she's going to listen to it or no as <laughs> a different story altogether but then because she's in a place of understanding i'm able to discipline her so what i'm trying to say is that god disciplines those who have reached a certain level of understanding whereas those who have not reached the level of understanding when they are disciplined they will take it as hurt they'll say oh this god is trying to hurt me this try this god is trying to god is trying to hurt me he's trying to wound me and they will not understand the disciplining of the lord they will be stubborn in what they want So as you grow in the Lord the disciplining of the Lord also comes into effect God disciplines you so that you can grow better so you can become better in what you are called to do So if he doesn't discipline you then your heart is not purified if he doesn't discipline you then you are not consecrated The more he prunes you the more you will begin to bear fruit So whom the Lord loves as a man disciplines his son the Lord your God disciplines you amen so disciplining is for the mature Christians see when you got saved you started saying oh Jesus loves me that first love and you were seeing so many miracles and you were so excited about serving Jesus you wanted to give your life you said lord i'm going to take the world for you and then 5 years down the line suddenly the fire has died down like wondering what happened to you you know saying uh, yeah but those days were better but now i don't know what god is doing with me i don't know where i am he's disciplining you he's now teaching you how to go after him there's a season he came after you now he's saying you come after me you seek me you seek the scriptures you take the time you pay the price and spend time in my presence so you see that's how it works so we must understand the ways of the lord people of god so you shall keep the commandments of the lord your god verse number 6 you shall keep the commandments of the lord your god by walking in his ways and by fearing him so two things we need to walk in his ways and by fearing him you don't hear messages on 
the fear of the lord these days we seldom hear if you want to know about the fear of the lord i want you to read this book by name uh, uh, the fear of the lord by john devier it is a old book i think it's about 10 15 years old but it is one of the most excellent books on the fear of the lord you read that book you will walk in the fear of the lord because there is every understanding that you need on the fear of the lord in that book get hold of that book if you have not read it please read it but to fear the lord is to give reverence to his word how many of you hold the word of god in reverence i have seen some of them who been christians for long they don't even carry a bible what kind of reverence do you have for the word of god when the time for the messages there you know you don't even open your bible and look at the scriptures means these days you have mobile phones and ipads and whatever but i believe with all my heart because there was a price paid for the bibles to be printed in this nation and as long as we have the opportunity to carry the bible we must carry a physical bible so please make it a point to carry a physical bible to church carry a physical bible to meetings because the days are coming when you carry a physical bible on the streets or anywhere you may be threatened and you may be persecuted for it or even thrown into prison for it because that is how the situation is right now in china that nobody can even carry the bible forget about carrying a bible you download a bible in china they will track you down because the technology is so advanced right now that they can even track what kind of apps you download on your phone because the government is monitoring every kind of information it is a authoritarian society and they can track your movements you have worship in a building they track it down so people of god you and me are blessed in this land and we pray that uh, you know modi and his government will not bring such rules in this land so as long as we have the freedom let us not take our freedom for granted if you don't have a physical bible please go buy one please go get one the bibles i think in the book of proverbs says buy the truth and sell it not so invest into a good bible buy a physical bible keep it with you don't be ashamed it's okay If you're ashamed of keeping a bible then you should not be a christian. If you're ashamed of carrying a bible then you are not a child of god. You must carry the bible. You must come to the church with the bible, with the truth and 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 read the bible and 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 treat it with reverence. Don't just come and you know some people come they just to, to keep the bible on the chair, they just leave it here and they just go and is uh, he if you don't treat your bible with care and you have no reference for god so the fear of the lord is fearing his word his commandments his statutes and observing them and keeping them sometimes you know you yourself know the reason why there is no growth and multiplication 
It's because there is no reverence for the word of God. So give reverence to the word of God. Amen. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of wines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, out of whose hills you can dig copper. So you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. You see, they walked on bad land for 40 years. Before God can bring you into the good land, sometimes he will test your heart on the bad land. <laughs> the wilderness was the bad land. They had to walk through the land that had nothing in it, that had only serpents and scorpions, that had no water, that had no minerals, no resources. They could not dig the wilderness. They had to walk through that path before they could reach the good land. And I believe for you in your walk with the Lord, there is a good land that is available. And I prophesy and declare that the Lord is bringing you into a good land. Hallelujah. He is bringing you into a good land. A land where you will see brooks of water, fountains and springs of living waters. Hallelujah. I believe that some of you are transitioning from the good land in you're transitioning from the bad land into the good land. The days of the fear of the serpents and scorpions attacking you is over. The Lord is bringing you into good land, into good land, into good land. Come on, declare to yourself, saying, I'm coming into good land. We're stepping into good land as a church. We're stepping into good land as a family. We're stepping into good land in my business. We're stepping into good land, good territory for everything that we need for in this life. Hallelujah. You're stepping into good land. Oh, land, good land where springs flowing out in the valleys, in the valleys, even in the valleys, in that good land, you will find springs of living water. Hallelujah. And in the hills, a land of wheat and barley. So wheat and barley are the two kinds of harvest that always happens in Israel. So it was their major crop. So there is a major harvest in the good land. In the bad land, there is no harvest. But in the good land, there is a harvest. So you must step into that good land, that territory. Hallelujah. Oh, rakabasakatarabarukalamasakatarabaha. Take your children into that good land, Father, where they will have the harvest, both the wheat and the barley harvest will come to you. Of fines, of wines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey. 
Oh, Jesus. There is fruit in that land already. Oh, Jesus. There is fruit in that land already. A land of wines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive trees and honey. Remember, in the wilderness, there were no trees. They, they didn't have even shade in the wilderness. They were walking under the sun. But now they come into the promised land and they have so many trees. You go to Israel now, you'll see, find beautiful palm trees. You'll find so many beautiful greenery. And people are planting trees in Israel, even today. So it is a good land the Lord is leading you to. A land of olive trees and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. In this good land. You will never lack. So, you will never lack bread. You will never lack finance. You will never lack anything. That is the will of God for your life, child of God. So, step into that good land. Pray for the Lord to lead you into the good land. Because that good land is a new season. That good land is a new territory. That good land is a new dimension in your faith. That good land is a new walk with God in the season. So step out of all these things that you've been battling with and say, Lord, I want to enter into that good land. Enter into this good land. And I will lack nothing. So there is a place in God where you will lack nothing. Hallelujah. There is a place in God. Some of us may be living right now at a time where we may have wants and needs and we are praying, saying, Lord, oh, this should be done, that should be done. This bill should be cleared, that bill should be cleared. There is a place in God where you will lack nothing. That kind of prosperity is coming, where you will not pray again for a bill to be cleared, where you will not pray for rent to be cleared because you'll be the landlords. Hallelujah. Where you will not pray for bills to be paid because every bill will be taken care of. God is bringing you into that kind of a land where everything is taken care of and you will lack nothing. You will lack nothing because that is the promise of God for His children. A land whose stones are iron and whose hills you can dig copper, iron and copper. So there are resources under the land. So God is already showing them that I'm not just giving you a land that is good on the surface, but even beneath the land there is hidden riches. Even beneath the land, there is hidden glory. There are minerals, there are resources. The stones are iron. You know, people can become millionaires by just selling iron ore. I know a place in Karnataka where iron ore and coal and mining is a big business. And people are like just making so much money. Why? Because this is available. So God has made it available for us. So we just need to find and we need to dig the land. Whose hills you can dig copper. So copper was available. And you shall eat and be full. And you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. So you shall eat and be full. You will never lack. So it is a land flowing with blessings. And that is a season the Lord is leading you to. And then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land He has given you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just praise Him this morning for this word. Let's just praise Him this morning for this word. Let's just praise Him this morning for this word. We give Him the praise. We give Him the praise. We give Him the praise this morning. Lord, we just thank You. We just thank You for the wonderful, wonderful word that You've given us this morning.